Control Alt Delete with Miss Joel. Navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk on show 977. Monday morning at 709, and we say good morning to Mitch Joel. Good morning, Mitch. Uh, happy and sunny and hot morning to you, Terry. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful sunny morning, actually. Not too hot and a nice little summer breeze blowing. It's uh, actually uh, quite lovely, quite lovely. You were up north this weekend or out at a lake? We were up north with some friends Great. on Saturday, tried to do the social distancing, not a lot of people, so it was nice and safe. And then, yeah, yesterday we had uh, the West Mount Pool is open, which is also handling everything really well, very limited. You got to go yeah. online and register. You only have an hour. There are no chairs. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. different, but... Uh, well needed and it's a great break in the day still it's great yeah yeah it's a, as you mentioned to me in your note this morning a little bit closer to normal um it was it was until we saw you know what was it there was a bar at these tall yep. where so yeah it's, it yeah. gets normal and then you get this one little thing that may, yeah okay maybe not well maybe i not. spent i spent much of last week towards the end of the week uh, talking a lot about please wear a mask please social distance and uh, I, you know, I hate to be a finger wagger from the uh, microphone at Shome, but um, it uh, it was spurred on by the the story of uh, uh, people going back into lockdowns in some place in the United States and Australia. And gosh knows we don't want to go backwards, hey Mitch? We don't want to go backwards, and more importantly, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a lot of friends who are doctors and who are in this space, and everybody says the same thing, which is even though the numbers are down and we're doing great, the virus is everywhere. It's yep. not gone. Yeah, yeah. You've got to really and, be careful. Yeah. So unfortunately, we're going to have to sort of ride this out. But I did see that you were in a lake this weekend as yes. well. Yes. Yeah, I was. I was in the water most of the day on Saturday. Uh, thanks to uh, good friends of mine who uh, lent us their cottage for the weekend. It was a, a lovely breakaway on a, a private beach, so we weren't near anybody. Uh, we didn't have company in the cottage. We were doing our uh, social distancing all on our own, and it was just nice to be in a different spot. And uh, in the middle of the lake, as you could see from the picture, nobody around me, so I was <laughs> I was safe. <laughs> so my only question, being me, is was there Wi-Fi and cell reception? <laughs> there, there was barely cell reception, and there was no Wi-Fi. Ah, <laughs> Sounds barbaric to me. I know it does. <laughs> hey, uh, let's uh, first of all, how old is your eldest now? So he will be going into high school this year. So he's uh, he's going to be twelve. He's going to be twelve. So uh, this is an interesting story. And the note you sent to me, uh, this is a very you know I never wanted to go to bed when my parents told me I had to go to bed, but I'd never come up with an excuse like this. Uh, tell the story about a an event in Fortnite. Well, look, any parent who has kids of age like this is probably dealing with this whole video game thing and, and Fortnite being a dominant one. And, you know, we can talk about the addictive nature of it and how well it's designed and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it's time to go to bed. And I said, it's time to go to bed. And the response was, Dad, I, I, I can't. I'm watching this thing on Fortnite about racism. And I sort of you know, <laughs> didn't even look sideways because I was upstairs and just sort of nodded my head, went back into my room. Yeah. Uh, 
went to Google this because I thought, is he just you know trying to get an extra couple ten minutes out of me? I, can't, I couldn't tell, but it did. It turned out that players in Fortnite were asked to start thinking about things like systemic racism. Yeah. And they're doing a series of conversations. They're called We the People. And this one that happened over the weekend was with Van Jones of CNN uh, interviewing a bunch of people, former editors from The Atlantic and places like that, which I thought was impressive to begin with. But then there was even an interview with rapper Killer Mike, who has now this infamous speech that he gave at the end of May at a press conference in Atlanta following the uh, the murder of George Floyd and, and or the alleged murder. Of Floyd. It was murder uh, posed that, that, that went viral. And, it, it, you know, it's interesting on, on many layers. One is uh, people who have parents who have kids or people who play these games know that Facebook especially is is less of a game and more of a place. People go there and through the connection of voice like we're doing now, they chat, they have, I don't mean chat, like typing chat, they really speak to each other and engage. It's almost like playing is the reason they're there, but it's not the reason they stay. Uh, the other thing is is that you know video games are are known to be extremely tough with this in terms of people using very very bad language, people being misogynistic, people being racist, and and one one of the catalysts for this was a woman who who was called several racial racial slurs and called Fortnite on now Fortnite can't control this. It's basically people just talking to one another, so it's hard to control. But they can go in and obviously block people who are communicating in such a way. And I have to say, you know, when I heard that, I sort of like nodded my head in a real positive way and thought, if you're going to use the platform and you can use it for some semblance of good, you know, why not? You know, Fortnite is a place where people like Travis Scott and Marshmallow have performed concerts in this sort of virtual gaming platform. And I think if they can use it for things like this to sort of intersperse it, all the better to Epic Games, which are the creators of Fortnite. Well, I, a couple of things surprised me about this story, and one of them was Van Jones from CNN and um, a writer from The Atlantic. You know, I'm sure your 12 year old is not going to watch CNN or read The Atlantic quite yet. So th this no, this yeah. this was a pretty heady thing. I, I thought I thought it was very very impressive. And the other thing that uh, uh, took uh, that this story that you told me in your note. The other thing that it reminded me of, I remember just a few years ago, uh, you and I had a conversation on the air about you know how do you how do you decide whether or not your kids can play something like Fortnite, and I guess you you've come to some kind of conclusion on that, have you? Well, COVID-19 pushed that decision a lot. Right. I mean, you know, we, you know, the, the interesting scenario that we have as a family that I think is reflected in many families, because we've had these conversations sort of, you know, socially distanced in the park or in our driveway, is really around this thing where when you, when you fight it, you have to be careful in how you moderate it, because it does have to be moderated. These are still kids and all that sort of stuff. We say, you know, it's enough with the video games. The response we often get, and I say we because I've heard other parents say this, is, you know, so what you're saying is I can't play with my friends. Right. And when it's a COVID-19 situation, right. you know, you have to be really careful. You know, our, our kids don't have phones and stuff like that. So this mm -hmm. really is almost like the phone. It is their way of having that type of engagement. And, you know, yes, they're screaming. Yes, there's some <laughs> stuff where it's like, hey, can we watch this? But there's a lot yeah. more laughing and excitement. Right. And so I, I'm 
I wouldn't say I'm sort of leaning towards accepting it. I'm sort of accepting the situation that we're in and, and sort of managing the best that we can, but also being able to recognize that, like I said, Facebook isn't always, Fortnite isn't just a game, but it is a place for them to go to be with friends. Right. How much extra time? Profound shift. How much? How much extra time did he get? Ten minutes or twenty or? <laughs> yeah, I think it's about ten or twenty. Yeah. I thought you were going to ask me how much time did they get each day. No, and, no, no. You know, I I don't like to throw a number out there. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I think I'd, I I always like to say, look, it should be an activity in yeah. the day. It yeah. shouldn't be what the day is based around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I I like it because it, it's just it's a it's a new century when the kids are saying I I I, I don't want to go to bed, Dad. I'm watching an anti-racism uh, discussion <laughs> on Fortnite. That's a, you know, that's 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 a, a far far cry from. Can I please stay up to see the second set of the Beatles on Ed Sullivan? Well, that's. The, I mean, but that is the second part that is so relevant, especially yeah. here on Show Methem, which yeah. is listen. These musicians are also struggling to figure out what this is, and yeah. many people are saying that places like Fortnite are going to be the place where people go. I mean, this Travis Scott and Marshmallow concert had hundreds of thousands of people watching. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a real audience. Yeah. And yeah. so that's the next thing is how much of our entertainment will be delivered virtually as well. Right now we're seeing it's basically 100%. Right. Um, let's let's talk about because Facebook's in, been in the news a lot in the last couple of weeks uh, with this, this ongoing uh, discussion about uh, Facebook and how they can control what's on their platform and advertisers who have decided that they've had enough, but only for a month. Yeah. Well, we talked about this last week, and since we talked about it, because we were pretty early on in the story, you're now talking about hundreds and hundreds of advertisers. One is the financial impact seems very minimal to Facebook still. Mark Zuckerberg's response, you know, not to be cavalier, but he can be somewhat cavalier, was they'll be back. And, he, you know, to, to a certain degree, when there's a platform with billions and billions of people on it, advertisers are looking for audience. This is where the audience is. So uh, early days of that. But, but again, in the sort of second wave of that, what we're hearing is people, again, that renewed delete Facebook, delete Facebook. One is we have to understand that the, these advertisers, which I do think there's a bit of virtue signaling here, which is the sort of, uh, let's blame Facebook in a world where we're cutting budgets and letting people go. And it does sort of you know, take, take the spotlight off of them a little bit, makes them look good versus what's actually going on in the company, because a lot of them are definitely cutting ad budgets and, and letting people go. You know, beyond that, what what I think people are starting to can have that second wave of is this idea of maybe I should delete Facebook. It's not just Facebook, though. It is Twitter. It is other elements of you know YouTube and things like that that are social media advertising based. Very hard for advertisers to not be present, especially when so many people are home and online. But there is this sort of undercurrent second wave, and I was curious if you're sort of experiencing this, where people are saying the numbers don't really show this that they're going to delete it. They're they're not on it as much anymore. I I feel the opposite. I don't yeah. know what your experience is like. Yeah, mine is the same. I nobody has said to me. You know, you you hear people say I've had enough, and and then two days later they've posted something. So I I I I think it's uh you know, I I don't know. I think it's anecdotal. I I I haven't had a lot of friends actually close their accounts. I I can't think of anybody who's closed their account. Well, the big thing too is when people say like you know Facebook, Facebook. You know the the big sort of thing behind it that I I you know 
just remember that Instagram and WhatsApp <laughs> yeah. are owned by Facebook. Yeah, exactly. And so if you're deleting one but not the others, what yeah. are you really ultimately saying? Well, this is a sa- it's not a safer space. They're just as polluted based off of the people you follow and are connected to. So it's such a greater conversation. I just look at it and go, I don't know how the world shifts away from it, especially where where we are and how we're situated. You're a small local cafe. Yeah. You're not going to advertise on Facebook. You're not going to post that you've got, you know, croissants ready or whatever you're I mean, it, it seems absurd to me. Yeah. I, I as we said many, many times before, that genie is out of the bottle. I think it's here to stay. What what's your app of the week? I love this. I came across it uh, just over the weekend, and I'm still tinkering with it, so I'm not, you know, neck deep in it. But it's called Standard Ebooks, and it's at standardebooks.org. And basically, this is thousands upon thousands of free ebooks in literally every format for Kindle, in PDF, for your Kobo's, whatever you might want. And they're absolutely free because the ebooks are books that are, are it's content that's now available in open source, meaning the copyright has ended. But what's different about this is they've really updated the quality of it. They've done full proofing with careful correcting of spelling. They've got rich and detailed, all the metadata is right. A lot of time when someone used to download these free sort of, you know, public, public, uh, what's it called? Is it called public source? When the book is no longer copyrighted. Yeah, yeah, I think it is public source. Yeah. And, and so absolutely astounding, beautiful covers. I've been tearing through it, looking at all these books like Treasure Island and stuff that I'd love to download, and they really do look great on an e-reader. So look, summer is here. Uh, check it out if you want to read some of the classics. It's called standardebooks.org, and it's just it's absolutely fantastic. We will uh, publish the uh, link to that along with this conversation at shom.com after 10 a.m. Mitch, thanks so much. We'll talk again next Monday. Can't wait for next Monday. Have a great week, Terry. Okay, you too. Thanks, Mitch.